Good morning to all the healthy foodies out there. This is Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Podcast dedicated to one thing to learn and apply to eat better daily. I'm your host, Angela Sharina from Create Yourself That Today, your personal nutritionist, your personal health and wellness coach, your personal fat loss guru, food detective, and diet inspector, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion and obsession for healthy eating, nutrition, diets, fat loss, intermediate fasting, keto diets, low-carb diets, and any diets that uh, appear uh, in our healthy eating, healthy food world. Uh, obsessed and passionate uh, about everything and anything we put on our plates and in our mouth in order to hopefully feel great, look amazing, and perform the best on all levels mentally and physically. Today, uh, we continue our conversation about uh, fasting myth uh, or outdating fasting beliefs uh, And in particular, we are talking about intermittent fasting, not so much about prolonged fasting when you go without food or any kind of uh, calories and nutrition for three, four, five, seven days. No, we are talking about fasting that uh, all of us should be doing regularly in one form or the other. So again, um, intermittent fasting to get the benefits of it when it comes to gut health, to your digestion, to uh, metabolic health. Everyone should be doing at least 12 hours a day, meaning you should be uh, without any kind of nutrients coming in for 12 hours, and that includes your overnight sleep. So, for example, if you finish your uh, last uh, meal of the day at 8 p.m., then next meal of the day should be no earlier than 8 a.m. And people who do not do that kind of fasting, uh, even if they eat really healthy, they still seem to experience digestive issues, uh, gut health issues, metabolic uh, issues. They uh, gain fat and weight uh, easily. Not easily, but easier if compared to people who fast regularly. And uh, of course, if you do uh, fasting uh, for more time a day, for example, instead of 12 hours, you do 12, 14 hours or 16 hours or even more. For me, sometimes these days it's um, 18 hours plus. A lot of times it ends up being uh, 20 or 22 hours. Uh, anyway, uh, the good uh, the benefits of fasting seem to uh, increase with the amount of uh, hours you fast regularly. Today, we continue talking about the myth and beliefs that uh, people have around uh, fasting. Uh, and uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, check out uh, episode yesterday where we uh, talked uh, about different fasting myth like that you need to eat protein every two, three hours to maintain muscle mass or build muscle uh, tissue uh, that um, you're somehow going to be tricked into starvation mode if you don't eat every two, three hours or that uh, eating smaller meals keeps your hunger under control at your blood sugar um, stable. Although all those are myth uh, and check out the episode yesterday uh, to learn more 
more about them. Uh, today, we again, we continue the conversation about fasting myth. And uh, first myth to debunk is fasting causes muscle loss. Uh, fasting, intermittent fasting, again, we are talking about intermittent fasting. So fasting uh, for longer periods of time during the day, every day, not about uh, fasting for five or seven days, right? So fasting does not cause muscle loss. Intermittent fasting does not cause muscle loss. Um, even the most fast digested protein powders, like weight whey protein powder, for example, is released into bloodstream uh, with the uh, speed of 10 grams per hour. So, for example, if you uh, take 50 grams of uh, whey protein, uh, then it's going to be released for another like five hours, probably. Uh, Might be a little bit faster. If you take casein protein powder, that is, casein is a milk protein derived from uh, dairy products, uh, then that's going to be released for seven, eight hours, depending on the amount and uh, the kind of that protein. Uh, if you take a regular meal with whole food protein that, for example, comes from beef or chicken or um, fish, and you eat considerable considerable amount, uh, even if you, if you eat any amount, it's going to be released uh, much slower than uh, those protein powder that we just talked about. Uh, And uh, for regular meal, uh, the amino acids, the proteins are going to be released released into your bloodstream for another like 16-20 hours. So you're not really even going to be in a fasted, completely fasted uh, state uh, if you consider the rate of uh, amino acid or protein release into your bloodstream. Yes, your digestive system is probably going to be done with that, but they're still going to be released into your bloodstream uh, gradually, so you're not even really uh, fasting after 16 hours of not eating uh, your protein. So, uh, I mean, your muscles... There is no need for your body to break down muscles. And uh, in general, guys, you want to understand that muscle breakdown happens only after a prolonged period of fasting, uh, usually during starvation or if you are under chronic stress all the time. Um, so that that way your body can um, start breaking down your muscle tissue because, you know, uh, muscle tissue, especially if you weight train, it's a tissue that your body will try to preserve as much as possible and only in extreme conditions of real starving for several days, your body might start to uh, break down your muscle tissue. So again, um, protein is released into bloodstream very slowly, especially from whole food meals, and uh, there is no need for your body to break down your own muscle mass. Uh, myth number um, seven or number two today, skipping breakfast is bad and will make you fat. Um so you might uh, have heard that people who eat breakfast tend to be uh, leaner uh, and tend to be healthier and tend to have better control of their hunger throughout the day and eat less. But all this is bullshit. And usually people, it's based on observational studies. Basically, they observe people who eat breakfast and who don't eat breakfast. And uh, by the count of heads, people who don't eat bra- breakfast uh Um, end up being uh, overweight or um, not as healthy as people who eat breakfast regularly. But um, 
causation is not correlation, meaning usually people who skip breakfast and who have, um, you know, really like random eating habits, those are the people who go on a weird diets, uh, really restrictive diets, who have health and weight problems in the first place and trying to skip as many meals as possible. And usually uh, people who have uh, problems with weight, with fat, um, like, I mean, big problems, you know, with obesity, um, like difficult, dif- different problems with hunger control, those people usually uh, tend to have enough willpower to skip breakfast and then they start uh, eating all the calories and nutrition that they didn't eat for breakfast throughout the day. Do you know someone like that who's like, oh, in the morning, I'm going to be on a diet of eight, 100 calories a day and eat nothing but apples. And that lasts usually till lunch. And that's why they skip breakfast and stay um, uh, on a fatter side because, uh, again, they skip breakfast and then have like weird eating habits uh, during the day. Whereas people who usually eat breakfast, they tend to be uh, good eaters with good eating habits, working out, uh, getting up early. So that's why uh, it might seem like Um, skipping breakfast makes you fat, but, you know, I've been skipping breakfast uh, in a traditional sense for, like, I don't know how many months, years. Uh, My first food uh, always after workout, and these days it happens around 12 p.m., and that's my breakfast when I break the fast, and I'm just getting leaner, uh, you know, because my eating habits are very good. And eating breakfast does not make anyone fat. Complete bullshit. Um, another myth or belief uh, that you might have heard or you might have it is fasting increases cortisol. And cortisol, we know, or maybe you might not know, it's a stress uh, hormone and associated with uh, elevated um Elevated levels of cortisol are associated with uh, increased uh, chronic stress levels. And cortisol, uh, it's a steroid uh, hormone that maintains blood pressure, that helps regulate immune system, uh, but also it helps to break down proteins, glucose, and lipids uh, for fuel. And uh, in the morning, uh, cortisol levels are always elevated, and that uh, wakes us up uh, makes us uh, get going and get us out of bed and it helps to break down again protein, glucose and lipids to give us necessary energy and drive to start the day to go in hand. Uh, Also, uh, cortisol levels are elevated, acutely elevated, meaning they spike uh, during exercise, and that is a great thing because um, that cortisol levels also increases our uh, performance and helps us to metabolize fats and other fuel sources to increase the intensity um, of the workout. Um, so, uh, and people, uh, you know, some data uh, on the internet suggests that fasting can increase cortisol and basically that will lead to increased breakdown of muscles and protein uh, and uh, you can, you know, start losing muscle mass and, muscle mass and get uh, fatter. But in reality, uh, cortisol is chronically elevated only uh, when you, again, when you are under chronic stress conditions uh, or uh, when you 
starving for several days uh, and several days meaning um, more than three days let me see um, how many hours exactly um, so yeah three four days that what it takes for um, your cortisol to get even slightly uh, elevated because of fasting and because of depletion of your glycogen stores and your fuel uh, stores in general. Um, so intermittent fasting does not increase cortisol. If anything, it uh, actually uh, lowers it uh, because fasting promotes uh, more of usually uh, regulated fasting promotes more of a uh, calmness and uh, mental state when you feel like you're well and at peace and it regulates your uh, blood sugar, uh, helps to regulate your blood sugar and uh, uh, helps to stabilize uh, your metabolism, um, uh, breaking down uh, fuels um, more uh, more in a more controlled uh, manner. Basically, fasting does not increase cortisol fasting, intermittent fasting, control fasting versus starvation does not increase your stress levels. It can actually help you to manage your stress levels. Starvation diets can increase your cortisol um, for if you're doing those starvation diet for a prolonged period of time, not like, you know, fasting for a day and then uh, eating the next day. That does nothing to your cortisol um, levels. And uh, cortisol, again, uh, levels have uh, its natural cycle, meaning it's elevated in the morning to get us going, and then it gradually uh, slows down and decreases uh, at night and uh, melatonin increases that makes us sleepy so all this happening but yeah um, fasting does not increase your uh, chronic stress levels or um, your cortisol levels uh, another myth is Fasting tra fasted training or workouts sucks and you lose muscles and you have no strength. When it comes to muscles, we already talked about that, that protein is released from whole food sources very slowly and uh, it's just impossible for your body to start breaking out your muscles because, um, because the fuel is still coming in. Why would it? <laughs> uh, and training of studies and my personal experience show that weight training, anaerobic training uh, during the periods of um, short fasting, uh, even to 3.5 days of fasting, there is no effect on performance. In fact, I can attest that from personal experience and work with, with uh, a lot of clients that uh, your performance in the gym and your weights can actually increase and it's going to be easier to work out in a fasted uh, state. Uh, of course, if you have healthy metabolism, if you're diabetic or have some problems with your blood sugar that needs to be maintained and regulated, that's completely another story. But for an average human being with a pretty healthy metabolism, um, fasting uh, makes working out easier. And when it comes to strength training, you seem to get more strength, not less of it. Uh, fasting uh, does seem to decrease your performance, your aerobic performance, meaning if you decide to go for a, a long run or you decide to do sprinting when your body needs fast fuel available at the like 
stop right there, right then, really fast. Uh, and for most people, glucose uh, is metabolized uh for most of cardio and high intensity interval kind of training meaning you know there are also people a lot of you guys are listening to this podcast keto adapted fat adapted uh when your body is used to using uh, mostly fat for fuels that's also another story like i personally do a lot of sprint training uh you know during my daily fasts and even if I do prolonged fasts uh, and I do not notice any real decrease in my performance. Um, Of course, when it comes to five and seven days, you know, that's completely different story. But again, intermittent fasting does not decrease your strength, does not decrease your performance. And if you are keto adapted and you've been on a ketogenic diet for a while, um, fasted training does not decrease any kind of performance because your body just switches from burning fats from your food to burning fat from your own stores so that's it for today guys Uh, we busted a few fasting myths uh, and upgraded your intermittent fasting beliefs so uh, go and fast safely and you can train during fasting and you're not going to lose any muscles uh, in fact your body will try to preserve as much as possible during short fast and you don't have to eat your breakfast you're not going to get fat because of that <laughs> skipping breakfast is not um does not cause uh, fat gain or anything like that uh, i've been a breakfast skipper for like most of my life probably um fasting does not increase your stress levels if anything it helps to manage your stress and again i'm talking here about a short period of daily intermittent fasting and not about starvation and also all the information that we talked about in this episode and the episode yesterday It's related to people with healthy metabolism, meaning your blood sugar uh, is under control, your body is able to control it, you're not diabetic, uh, you're not on some kind of blood um, sugar um, medication, Um, you know, you don't have uh, like serious chronic conditions because all of that will change everything that I that I say uh, a lot and that will depend on individual case but yes all the information that is presented here is for relatively healthy people um, who just you know want to do intermittent fasting do it properly and get all the benefits uh, of it uh, and maybe are afraid to start intermittent fasting because of myths like you're gonna lose muscle or you're gonna uh, get fat uh, because your body will go in some starvation mode that doesn't even have real definition uh, or that your body is not going to have enough protein to synthesize muscle tissue um, and we learn that that is complete bullshit because your body releases amino acids or proteins into your bloodstream for another 16 to 24 hours sometimes after your um, last protein rich meals depending how much of that protein in your meal so um Start fasting, guys. It's an amazing practice. It's going to improve your digestive health, your gut health. It's going to make you into more effective and efficient fat-burning machine uh, because um, your body has to learn how to burn those uh, fats when you don't eat for prolonged periods because glycogen stores are limited, so your body needs to start you know, learning how to break down fats and plus, uh, if you don't fast, uh, your body can only 
at one point in time burn for fuel either glucose that's circulating in your bloodstream uh, or fats and uh, usually uh, in your bloodstream the amount of glucose or the amount of basically fuel from your last meal uh, is depleted only like in eight hours or something where your body actually has to utilize and can utilize some of your own fat so if you don't fast, you're not that effective at uh, burning your own fats. And in fact, you might be actually uh, losing more muscles and preserving more fat if you are not fasting enough and enough again, at least 12 hours a day. Um, better results if you do it for 14 and 16 hours. And of course, the best results if you do it in the way that you can maintain. Because even the best fasting protocol is uh, if, if you cannot maintain it uh, and, you know, it it makes your eating habits worse uh, and it makes you binge and eat all kinds of uh, stupid foods that no human being should be eating, then you're just not going to get the benefits of that. So always create the protocol, the routine that works for you and you can stick with it. That's the most important part I want you to kind of take away take away into the weekend and have a healthy weekend. I love to fast on Sunday, so you might join my fast and share your journey on social media, on Instagram, tag me uh, to your fasting posts. Uh, and happy fasting, guys. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing weekend. And I'll talk to you next week about other fascinating subjects in diet, nutrition, healthy food, fat loss, and uh, so many fascinating subjects these days in um, food industry, in diet industry, and uh, fields. So guys, again, thank you for listening. Love you all. And till next time, fast, <laughs> if you can, or just eat healthy food.